Good evening and welcome to Oddity, A Love Lairs Let Explain. My name is Joe. Joining me as always is Keith. Good evening, folks. And today we're going to talk about a blimey old bastard named Spring Heeled Jack. It's a really cool story and it's a, a lot of really interesting lore and a actual physical attack, which is pretty rare. What's your thoughts on that? Because I know that we do cover a lot of sightings and things like that, but not a lot of attacks. That's true. There's very rarely attacks on people from cryptids that we that we cover besides oh gosh what was that one in west virginia was it in virginia no kentucky out in kentucky um who were they are you talking about the uh the little alien dudes yeah the little alien dudes oh god what were those called the hopkinsville goblins was it hopkinsville yeah i believe that's one you're talking about unless i'm completely way off base no, 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 that sounds right. Yeah, no, you're right. The Hopkinsville Goblins. So besides the Hopkinsville Goblins, I can't think of another time we talked about a physical assault from a cryptid. So yeah, I think this is a first. Before we get that started, I know we have some big news on the Give Us Money front. So I'll start with this episode is once again brought to you by the new fantasy novel Quest for the Four Keys. It is available on Amazon. It is available at Target, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books, ebook, hardcover, and paperback. It's a nice little fun fantasy novel. I know I got a chance to read it over. Thought it was really good. You know, support our sponsors, supports the show. So thank you, Quest for the Four Keys. Definitely check that out. And then also, on my end, I have some big news as well. We just officially launched the Oddity Studios web store with some sticker designs on it. Now, you can find this powered on redbubble.com backslash people backslash oddity dash studios. And on there, we do have a couple of our sticker designs, such as the Oddity, a love letter to the unexplained TV static logo. And then we have a Men in Black one, a Mothman, Nessie, Flatwoods Monster, Hodag, Jersey Devil, and an Area 51 design. More of those are going to be coming. And then also I'm going to be tweaking those designs a little bit so they look really, really extra sexy on t-shirts. And those will be coming soon too, so definitely check that out. 
we'll make sure that the links are put in the notes so that way you can check that out check that out and like joe said give us some money exactly the more money you give us the more content we can create because god knows i need the money anyways let's talk about spring heel jack so spring heel jack is a victorian era english folklore entity first sighted in 1837 Later sightings reported all over the UK, well, mostly around the Midlands and Scotland. Quite a few theories about Spring Hill Jack. It goes with hoax, demonic, people just imagining things, ghosts. So, pretty interesting there, but Spring Hill Jack was described by people who claimed to have seen him as having a terrifying and frightful appearance with clawed hands, eyes that resemble balls of fire. Also, claimed to have worn a black cloak and a helmet. So, very devil-like. That's one description. The other description was that it's a tall, thin, English-style-looking gentleman. But the most fun part about spring Jack is that no one knows what the hell it is, because... It's also said that it can breathe fire. But at least two people also claimed that it was able to speak English. That's a little background on Spring Heel Jack. It's a weird character. I think this is a little bit more akin to maybe kind of the similar vein as Krampus, almost in a way. Because the the traditional depictions of Spring Heel Jack is very what is the word I'm looking for, or the phrase I'm looking for. I guess it's very, like, mustache-twirling devil character. Like, if you're ever at a Halloween party and there's some horny D-bag dressed up as the devil with a pitchfork, I mean, that's pretty much what I imagine spring Jack, basically, to be. Yeah, it's just a really, really odd and interesting story. Nobody really knows so much where it came from, where it started, and then whenever it just kind of fell off just kind of was in like the 1850s if i remember correctly but whenever i first started doing research into springfield jack spring healed jack not springfield jack it's not the simpsons it was a similar name or a different name for jack the ripper but the timing doesn't match up jack the ripper was almost 38 years later than when these occurrences were happening so yeah i there i learned a lot about this character whenever i was doing research that i i kind of just did not really know or understand and I thought it was also maybe some sort of like a weird old like vampire legend, but there's nothing really that vampiric about it at all either. It's just kind of just a mischievous kind of devil character. It's yeah, it's odd. And as we'll talk about a bit of a sex pest, just a little bit, just a little bit of a sex pest. So I want to talk about an account though. There's actually an account that happens in October of 1837, a girl named Mary Stevens was walking to Lavender Hill, which is like a, um, it's in London, it's in South London. And she was, and she was working as a servant in Lavender Hill, at in Lavender Hill, so she was walking to work after visiting her parents. On her way through, though, a strange figure leapt from a dark alley, immobilized her with a tight grip and began to kiss her face while ripping her clothes and touching her flesh with his claws. Which were, according to her, cold and clammy, 
as those of a corpse. In a panic, she screamed, making the attacker quickly flee the scene. This brought out several residents who immediately launched a search for the aggressor, but could not find it. The next day, this leaping character, once again leaping, was said to have chosen a different victim near this Mary Stevens's home. He jumped in the way of a passing carriage, causing the coachman to lose control and crash and severely injure himself. And then he escaped jumping over a nine foot tall wall while cackling with a high pitched ringing laughter, kind of like the Joker, which led people to call him Spring Heel Jack. What do you think about that? Crazy two nights in October of 1837. I heard this story, but they were mixed together. There was actually a Predator comic where there was a hunter, but also a detective that was trying to track down these really grisly murders. And it turned out to be a Predator from the Predator movies. And he made reference to it as spring Jack. That's where my basis for the character kind of came from. But I looked into it and I, I heard a mixture of these two stories in the one attack a girl in an alley setting and from my understanding this is where my thought came from that it was maybe something vampiric or a vampire of some sort they made it sound like he was trying to get to her neck and that's why he was ripping at her clothes and then of course with the extreme display of agility with jumping over a nine foot wall that definitely rang the bells of vampire to me back then but there's not really enough information that would lead me to believe anything vampire wise happened even now, if you get attacked by a person or someone you think is a person, and once they get scared away, they jump over a nine-foot wall, cackling like a madman. That's That would be terrifying. Oh, yes. That is... I think this is kind of funny. And that... It's just such a strange creature. Well, human or demon, whatever you call it, it's just... There's so much that happened to Spring Hill Jack. When was the last sighting of this thing? It's been a long time. February 19th of 1838, a young woman by the name of Jane answered the door at her father's house to a man claiming to be a police officer. He told her to bring a light, claiming, We've caught Spring Hill Jack here in the lane. So she brought the person a candle, but then she noticed that the person was wearing a really large cloak. And the moment that she handed him the candle, he threw the cloak away. And this is a quote of hers. He presented a most hideous and frightful appearance, vomiting blue and white flame from his mouth while his eyes resembled red balls of fire. Now, she also reported that he wore a large helmet. So that's where the helmet comes from. And that his clothing was very, very tight fitting and resembled white oil skin. I'm not 100% on what oil skin is. I didn't get a chance to look that up. It just makes me think whoever this was was wearing something very strange that she couldn't really quite understand. Once the fear took hold of her, he caught her and he began tearing at her gown with his claws. And she said that there was some sort of metallic substance to his claws. Kind of gives me the vision of Freddy Krueger almost in a way. Now she screamed for help and she did manage to get away and she ran towards the house. She said that he caught her on the steps and he tore at her neck, arms, 
and I believe her legs with his claws until she was rescued by one of her sisters. You look at traditional folklore, whenever a vampire first is a newborn, they're very feral. They don't know what they're doing and they just attack anything. And even whenever they do become a little bit more used to their hunting practices, they still revert into those feral aspects, even when they're feeding. So I just think that's really interesting. So me personally, reading stories like this, it, it makes me I'm so in and out on this character, whether it is something vampire-wise or not. I can't shake the fact that there's a lot of vampire-like things going on. Yeah, I think part of just hearing these stories, like, people can exaggerate a lot of things, like, oh, he jumped this high, metal claws will fight. You can wear metal claws, you can do all this. So a lot of people are going to think, oh, this is just some dude who's being a sex pest, which is fair. But let me tell you a story from a few years later. So but let's fast forward to August 1877. This, this is more notable. It came from a group of soldiers that were in the Aldershot garrison. The story goes as follows. A sentry on duty at the North Camp peered into the darkness. His attention attracted by a peculiar figure advancing towards him. The soldier issued a challenge, which went unheeded, and the figure came up beside him and delivered several slaps to the face. A guard shot at him with no visible effect. Now, people, some people claim that the soldier may have fired blanks, and others claim that he just missed or was firing warning shots, but the strange figure then disappeared into the surrounding darkness with astonishing bounds. Now, keep that in mind, now let's go forward a few months into autumn of 1877. Because in Lincolnshire, Spring Hill Jack was reportedly seen wearing a sheepskin. An angry mob supposedly formed and chased him and then cornered him and fired at him with their guns, but no effect. It's, it's said that he uses incredible leaping abilities once again disappear. So maybe it's a dude who just likes to get his rocks off of being a creepy, creepy, creepy guy, but I don't know. Gunshots ain't working, he's you know slapping soldiers around. He just seems like he's kind of an asshole, to be honest. <laughs> like, like oh, he yeah. just, like he's just he's just a dick. <laughs> That's all I can say. Oh yeah, Spring Hill Jack's an asshole. Yeah. He just walks around slapping people in the face all willy-nilly. He's wearing sheepskin, hopping around town, doing whatever the hell he wants. That's one of the later appearances from Spring Hill Jack, because after that, there were really no more reports. It was like by the 1900s, that's about it. 1904 was like the last sighting. What's weird is that Springheel Jack kind of became like a hero in the 1900s, like a Batman-esque hero, which is kind of weird to me, at least according to the comic books that were being printed around the time. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, you know, I guess Batman's a sex pest now. <laughs> yeah. There was also, I believe it's pronounced Pirac or Parak, the Springman of Prague, was also a thing that was very similar to Springfield Jack in, in Czechoslovakia between 1939 and then 1945. So that one's a little bit later off than the, you know, the 1800s, but 
really weird character that just kind of came up out of nowhere. I know that one of the theories is that Flatwoods Monster. So oh, yeah. it makes it makes me think that maybe this was a very, very, very early visit from alien entities of some sort. Because there's some strange similarities, like the very reflective red eyes, and then that weird green mist that happened around Flatwoods Monster. And then Springfield Jack, they, they talk about how he had like almost a phosphorus breath. Or he was able to breathe fire. Now, what if that was just conjecture of what they were saying? He wasn't actually breathing fire, but they smelled fire. Like, they smelled like sulfur. Maybe it's a biological byproduct of them trying to breathe oxygen. And that the only way that they can expel that out is by expelling phosphorus. The extremely strange behavior that we've seen with other extraterrestrial entities, such as, like, Indrid Cold... Um, the Grinning Man and some others that are just real strange. Like, they try to be human, but they don't quite understand what they're doing. I think that could attribute to Springfield Jack just running around being an asshole, slapping people, <laughs> cackling like a maniac as he's being a jerk to everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on maybe maybe Springfield Jack being an extraterrestrial of some sort? I like the idea of that Springfield Jack might be some sort of extraterrestrial being pretending to be human. I believe we talked about this with, yeah, you're right, the Flatwoods monster, that maybe it's a scout sent to scope out the terrain, scope out the people. This one tried a more human approach, but obviously it didn't quite blend in due to the metallic claws, the way it discharges its breath as fire, and then it's abnormally exceptional leaping ability. I could see that. What about demons? What if it's just a demon? Like, this fits, like, hey, I'm here to fuck around with you guys type of demons. Yeah, that's that's a thought that I initially had. People who are victims of demonic possession, they do have the ability to pull off very supernatural, inhuman feats of strength. In reality, it's not quite as on par as it is in, like, The Exorcist or anything like that, where they're superhuman, but... There has been instances where there has been demonic possession where people do have extra strength, like the strength of two men. I mean, it's within the realm of possibility and definitely with the more deviant aspects of Springhill Jack, such as, I mean, he's basically a rapist. Let's call call it what it is. He's not even really a sex pest, anything. He's, as far as I know, no rapes actually happen, but he is a rapist in my mind. And that's very on par for some demonic entities, such as the Incubus and the Succubus. I think that's absolutely within the realm of possibility. Yeah, I think that is exactly where I was going with it. Is that Spring Hill Jack is something that is taunting people, goes up to people, slaps them, but also we hear demon encounters all the time where it's forced on sexually. Where like they're sexually forcing themselves onto humans. And I've, so this might be the case there. I know a lot of it with Vampire might work because it's mostly seen at night, but I just don't think... I think if it was a vampire, we'd have seen more about... What's the word? About people dying from being fed upon. So that's kind of why I'm like, I don't know if it may be a vampire or not. I have a question for you. What is your thought about Springfield Jack being yet another identity for Loki. One of the other various mischievous trickster gods. 
You know, this comes up quite a bit. It started in the Santa episode, and this has kind of uh, been snowballing since then, but I think the idea of the older gods, these older pagan gods, like the Norse gods, um, even like as we get into the Americas, we'll talk about like Aztec and Incan gods or cryptids that resemble them. I think it could be an older god of some sorts. Maybe Loki. It sounds like it, like that kind of fits the trickster god MO to an extent. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It just seems like this creature is just pure, 100% unadulterated, just mayhem. And it appeared for a very, very short time. Now, I'd have to look at like maybe immigration patterns and things like that, but I'm sure that you could be you could look into it and see how some immigration patterns would happen from that area of England to other places around the world, especially the colonies, that maybe whatever it was moved over to the colonies and that's why the reports of Spring Hill Jack stopped and then whatever it was adopted a new visage, a new MO in the new world. That's something I, I know and you, you and I have talked about before, where these characters, they kind of have a place and then they change themselves to grow with the times. And I think also, maybe it's just that cryptids and ancient gods were always one and the same. So that might be the case as well. But I think checking like where people are immigrating, like what was their native religions or their ancestral religions might be a good project kind of see if there's any credence lent to these theories that we have about ancient gods coming through. One theory I want to go over really fast is could this have been just... I mean, as silly as it sounds, this is Victorian England. This have just been some... just a hysteria? Like, could it have just been some guy being a weirdo running around and then people are trying to... what's the word? They're trying to justify or rationalize what's happening to them by saying, oh, it's a demon, or it's it's this weird guy running around. Yeah, I think that's absolutely a thing that could be, is because you got to think of this time in London, in that area, it was very rough with the street gangs. And yeah, I mean, it was just a really rough existence to just be alive in that time, especially if you were a young woman that... I mean, pretty much, sadly, you were basically up for grabs if you made yourself available at night. So, I mean, it could be that it was just a person who was really, really high into sexual assault. It could have been just a person who had too much to drink. It could have even been just a fledgling serial killer or a person who just loved to hurt people. I mean, it's... You and I have said this before. I think the scariest monster and scariest creature encrypted is human beings. And I, I think that that makes the thought of Spring Hill Jack even more scary, that it's not a monster, that you can rationalize that it is this fire-belching monster, but it is actually just maybe the next-door neighbor to one of these girls that was just a disgusting human being. Yeah, I think that could be the truth there, too. I know we've hit on quite a few theories, so I guess let me ask you. Do you think Spring Hill Jack will ever make a comeback? Or do you think now it's been sensationalized into this fictional being that it's just... We'll find a different name for it now. Yeah, I think Spring Hill Jack was kind of in its own. It's like a time capsule. Like, 
the creature existed in that specific time and that specific place. I don't think anything like that will ever happen again. Um, but yeah, I, as far as what I think it was, I mean, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, just the more fantasy mindset I want to lead towards more vampire. But I'm also I'm also starting to really think, especially with our discussion, that it was probably just a really sick human being. So then I'll ask you on a scale of one to ten, how real do you think Spring Hill Jack was as a monster, as a cryptid, as a non-human? Yeah, as a non-human, I'm going to go with a big fat zero on this one. I don't think it was anything. I don't think it was an actual devil or anything like that. But what do you think on that on a scale of one to ten? I guess I, I broke the scale when I went zero, but that's okay. You know, I'm going to go with a two. I'm also in the skeptic camp here. I think this is probably more hysteria than it was cryptid. Just based on, like, you, you can get metal claws, you can get a big cloak, you can... And then, like, people can exaggerate how high someone can jump, how fast someone's moving in a moment of panic. So, I'm gonna say two, just because the whole bulletproof thing kind of is weird, but... Yeah, I'm gonna say two, and if I had to say what it was, I'd probably go with a beam. Well, cool. I think that's going to wrap it up for us here today on the uh, good old Spring Heel Jack. I, uh, yeah, this was a really fun one. Like, I, I knew it would be. But yeah, I definitely want to make sure that you guys are joining us next time whenever we go over. What's that, Joe? You want to tell them? Yeah, we're going to talk about the theory that there are multiple universes. Yes. So there, there is a multiverse theory out there that we are the ones that have a highly successful podcast and. Derek Hayes is the one taking pot shots at us, and uh, we tell him to sight. To be fair, Derek Hayes is always taking pot shots at us. But you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not. That's the worst part. You know, Derek Hayes makes a lot of money. He's on TV, and he's taking little pot shots at us. who gets like, you know, 50 listens an episode. But regardless, Oddity is written and produced by me, Joe, and Keith. All audio is used under the protection of fair use. Once again, next week we'll be doing the multiverse theory. But until then, I have been Joe. And I have been Keith. Don't rape anyone. Don't do it. <laughs>